Welcome to the Thriving Faith Podcast, where we believe the Bible is true in its entirety and are here to equip Christians with biblical insights to live a Christ-like life. We inspire you to flourish in every area of your life, mind, body, and soul, to grow in the Word and closer to God, no matter what season you're in. Go ahead and listen in to embark on this life-changing journey to thrive as a Christian. Hello, welcome back, welcome back. This is day 27 of the Proverb Day Challenge and it's exciting, it's exciting. I'm sure each of us can tell where there has been repeated proverbs or wise sayings that we can literally hang on and just learn from those. So today we're reading from Proverbs chapter 27 and I'm reading from the New King James Version and it says do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring forth let another man praise you and nothing and not your own mouth a stranger and not your own lips a stone is heavy and sand is weighty but a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them wrath is cruel and anger a tolerant but who who is able to stand before jealousy Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A satisfied soul lothes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Ointment and perfume delight the heart, but the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him who reproaches me. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple person and are punished. Take the garment of him who is surety for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he is surety for a seductress. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice, raising early in the morning, it will be counted a curse to him. A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasp, grasps oil with his right hand. As I and up as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. So he who waits on his master will be honored. As in water face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, and a man is valued by what others say of him. Though you grind a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and tend to your herds, for riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations." When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maid servants. This feels like a story. This feels like a story about a wise person and the fool 
and the wise person is more like sharing uh, their pieces and nuggets of wisdom. And it also shows you kind of like the downfall of a fool and what that looks like at, on both ends of the spectrum. And it is pretty interesting. Very, very interesting. And vast one itself, I mean, to me, many people have great plans for the future. But rather than saying tomorrow, I will do this and that, we should rather say if the Lord wills tomorrow, I will do this. The Lord's will is always the contingency factor in all our planning. And I know it says this in James that we should acknowledge God's will. And I so think Paul said it that if if the Lord wills, he would go on these different missions when he was traveling around. And I mean, I think we've all fallen short of this. If you're just being honest, we're like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. But I think acknowledging that it's God's will that takes us to tomorrow gives us a whole different, you know, dimension and perspective to see it. But yeah, the verse that also stands out for me is verse 2. And it says, Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. And I've talked about on here about uh, the book, How to Make Friends and Influence People. It also says that, that acknowledge more of other people and talk less of yourself, which I think makes more sense. Because if you're interested in someone, you're going to want to know almost every detail about them and tell them less of yourself unless they ask. And as much as it may come off as a no-brainer, I think sometimes we lose focus when we're in conversations, when we're having talks with our friends or just people around, that we end up talking about things that really, really excite us. But here the Bible is telling us to focus that and let the other man praise you. Do not be boastful. Do not be proud to, you know, wear down all your owners, your, you know, authorities and all your titles to someone else but let them do that and the other verse that stands up for me is verse five and i think it's encouraging us to openly love on people and it says open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed and it is better to rebuke someone than talk about them behind their back that is like a no-brainer to any christian you'd rather tell them openly or you you know, keep quiet about it than gossiping about them behind their back. And also it's encouraging us to, you know, call out people when they're, you know, walking astray, that Christian friend who's going astray, just telling them, hey, I think you're losing focus and you're doing this, but the Bible doesn't encourage it. The ultimate thing, it should be in a loving way. Yes, a rebuke is okay, but the way you do it also matters. It has to be in a loving way. And also here it's also telling us, Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. So let's openly love people. Let's tell people we love them. Let's do things that make them feel loved. And when you openly love people and you rebuke them, this is this doesn't mean that cover all their wrong and overlook it because you love them. And I've seen some documentaries where the parents conceal or cover their children's you know wrongdoings like criminal wrongdoings because they say they love them and I remember when we just got married Chris asked me so if I ever did something wrong it was like one of those hypothetical questions <laughs> we are crazy like that because sometimes we ask like the weirdest hypothetical questions and he was like if I ever did something wrong and I told you about it 
would you report me to the police? I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I would. I When I conceal, I become the criminal too. But it doesn't mean that I hate you. I still love you. I just think that everyone, you know, has to face the consequences for their wrongdoing. And I think that is what it is telling us on here to openly rebuke and, you know, openly love people too and just concealing their wrong. And the other verse that stands out for me is verse seven. It says, a satisfied soul lothers the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. And now let us view this from a spiritual perspective of, I feel like most Christians, at least those that walk right with the Lord, you know, want to grow their relationship with God and grow in the walk with the Lord. It, They usually are very content, no matter their circumstances. This doesn't mean that they ignore whatever they're going through, but they know who is with them when they're walking through the hard things. But then someone who doesn't have the Lord is always looking for like the next big hype, um, the next thing to fill the void, to make them happy, you know, looking for that satisfaction to fill the void in them, that even the bad or even seen, they will find very satisfying. And I feel like we can all attest to this in this generation, that when you're filled with God, you're not always longing to fill those voids. This doesn't necessarily mean that you let go of the things that, you know, make you happy, but you know who who's you are before you feel all these other things that, you know, make you happy. Unlike people that, you know, don't don't know the Lord. And also the other verse that stands out for me is verse 10. It says, do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. And I've shared here a story about our dog, the Rottweiler, that used to eat our neighbor's goats. And I think that cannot... <laughs> That could be like the best example that I could give right now because they are our neighbors before, even if my mom stays five minutes from where we stay, it doesn't, you know, we have to pass the neighbors to go to my mom's. So if anything happens, they're most likely going to be the ones to call my mom. So it means we should keep good friendships and relationships with those around us as Christians in a loving way in a way that respects both parties. And that could also entail, you know, having to draw boundaries and certain things, but it should be from a place of love. And the other verse that, you know, has come very repetitive as we've come reading is verse 15. It says a continual dripping on a very rainy day and a content and a contentious woman are alike. Some Bibles say, and a nagging woman, that a nagging woman is like a continual dripping in the corner of a house. And somewhere along the Proverbs, it also said that you would rather meet a bear that has lost its cubs and meet a fool, or you would rather stay in a corner of a house than stay with a nagging woman. And like I said, I don't think this applies to just any woman, but evaluate yourself as a woman, as a man, as a brother, as a sister, as a sibling. Are you being the contentious person who is always complaining, who is always pessimistic, is always, you know, bothered, is always nagging? No one wants to be around that. So that reminds us to do a self-check. And 
Also, it goes on to say that in verse 16, whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. So you cannot stop a nagging woman. What you have to do is either walk away from them or, you know, learn how to deal with them. But I honestly would just walk away. And I know I have sometimes been the nagging woman. And honestly, it takes courage, especially on those hard, heavy days of you're overwhelmed, you've been through everything. So yeah, let us just have a self-evaluate check in ourselves and see that we're not the contentious people in other people's lives. And verse 17 also stood out for me. And it says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And this honestly goes out to you being a good friend. Or even if you have friends, let them be helpful of you. And the first thing that came to my mind when I read this verse was to be helpful, to be the informative friend to others and not get keep. Where if someone says, oh, I love your bottle. Where did you get it from? Oh, I don't remember. Yet genuinely you remember. It's different when you genuinely don't remember and when you remember, but you just don't want to share. So let us be those people. Let us be kind. Let us be helpful, informative, because the Bible here is telling us, iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Let us uplift people. Let us encourage others. And the other verse that stood up for me is 18. And it's more on waiting on the Lord, especially the second part. And it says, whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. So he who waits on his master will be honored. And to me, I see this from a perspective of when you have been praying or longing for something in your life. And you're just like, you know, it's so near, but yet it is so far because you're a Christian and you have to know who holds your future and in whose will you walk. So waiting on the Lord always gets us, you know, honored. I keep telling people, I look forward to the day that, you know, I hear the statement, well done, my faithful servant. Because it feels very draining being here on earth and, you know, all the trials. But there's also good times. But I think for me, the highlight would be hearing that statement while Jesus is telling me that. And the other verse that stood up for me is 19. And it says, as in water, first as in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. And this is through our words, our ways of life, the things that we do, the way we do things. Because the Bible clearly tells us that out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. So people will know you by what you say, how you live your life, how you keep your word. When you say, I'll be that one, let it be one. You're not the person where... If you say, I'll be there at one, they're like, hmm, that one will show up at three. Let us be the ones that keep our word. Let us be known by the th- who we are. And verse 20 also stood up for me. And it says, hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of one are never satisfied. Honestly, God alone can only feel us and can only satisfy us. I'll just tell you that. Because... You know, when you were young, at least for myself, I would be like, oh, when I grow up and, you know, have a home, have children, be married, do all these things, have a car. I mean, do all these nice things. You're like, ah, 
I would have made it in life. And then God blesses you. He gives you, you know, all the desires of your heart. You get married, you get the car, you have the children, you have the home, you have the nice job, like literally everything that you kind of like prayed for when you're a little kid. And you grow up to realize, oh no, I need more. I have not made it in life. We keep longing, we keep longing, we keep longing, right? But I here it's clearly telling us so the eyes of man are never satisfied. But in whom do we find the contentment? In Christ. And it is very it is very, very humbling. I'm looking for the verse that also said I think it was verse one. No, I think it was verse two, like that let someone else, you know, praise you, then do it yourself. But that is, those are the nuggets that I had today. And I hope you can go ahead and meditate upon what you have read today, what spoke out the most to you, and what has really been helpful for a free to share this with all your friends. Let them not come join us on the Proverb Day Challenge. You can start from day one, any day. So feel free, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Bye.